and welcome to HR After Hours, the only HR podcast that has to call itself into the HR manager's office for spanking. <laughs> Hannah Hampton, how the hell are you today? Oh my goodness, I am doing well. How are you? I am Farmer Mick, outstanding in his field. Let's jump right in. We're trying to keep it fun and light. My goodness, yeah. did you find a funny article? Let's just jump right in. Hannah, share this article with us. Okay. Now, from the outset, it's not technically an HR article, but I feel like that there's so many HR aspects to it, so I wanted to bring it up. So the title is... British Wildlife Park removes five cursing parrots from public view. And it's a story we found on the Huffington Post by David Moy, M-O-Y-E. So want to give credit where credit is due. But I, I just I want to start reading this because I think it's A, it's hilarious. And B, again, I feel like there's HR pieces. So a British wildlife park has removed five African gray parrots from public view because of the fowls, foul language. David, great, uh, great pun there. Uh, Lincolnshire Wildlife Park adopted the parrots about six weeks ago and put them in quarantine together, uh, according to Lincolnshire Live. During their time together, the birds shared the ability to curse up a storm, something they engaged in quite often, according to Steve Nichols, the park CEO. I get called a fat twat every time I walk past, <laughs> Nichols told CNN, which... Well, first off, someone needs to tell Mr. Nichols that the birds were trained to do that. Obviously, <laughs> his team doesn't have a lot of good things to say about him. And I want to change our intro to the only HR parent podcast where you can hear the word fat twat uh, in their main story. That is outstanding. So Nichols said potty mouth parrots are not uncommon in his line of work. So before I continue on, can you imagine being an HR professional in an interview for this organization? And, you know, it's like, how? let, let me ask you a question. How do you deal with swearing animals, with swearing parrots? I mean, getting, can you imagine investigating? Like, how, do you try to determine? I mean, obviously these were... These were parrots that, that they acquired that already could swear. But what if what if your parents learned to swear and you had to do an investigation, like asking birds, where did you learn this uh, this language? You know, I just I feel like the HR manager, you have to be someone special to be an HR manager in this situation. What do you think? Well, not only <laughs> that, I mean, someone, I mean, do you investigate who trained the birds to specifically call your CEO a fat twat? Fat twat. I mean, <laughs> I, I just wanted to say fat twat again. I'm sorry. Of but no, I mean, this is awesome. And you're right, though. I mean, that's why we chose the article is they should have an HR manager and someone at some point is going to or already complained about the work environment where they have to listen to these cursing parents. I mean, this is just <laughs> awesome sauce. I love it. I, I so, let me let me continue on. For the last 25 years, we've always taken in parrots that have sometimes had a bit of blue language, and, and we have really got used to that, he told Lincolnshire Live. Every now and then, you get one that swears, and it's always funny. We we find we always find it comical when they do swear at you, which I feel like that's so British. I love it. That yeah. makes me really happy because, it. I mean, let's get real. We're all human beings. It is kind of funny to hear a parrot use foul language. And they said, but just by coincidence, we took in five in the same week, and because they... They were all quarantined together, and it was just one room full of swearing birds. 
<laughs> and it's like the more they swear, the more you usually laugh, which triggers them to swear again. So basically us laughing at them would be egging on these birds. So That is so awesome. And you know what I really like about that line is mm. that it's a room full of swearing birds. So that has double meaning. It's uh, because that could mean some foul mouthed women in England. <laughs> And, but true. it's literally a room full of swearing birds. This well, is brilliant. You can't make this shit up. I know. And it said, Nichols said the cursing birds sounded like, quote, an old, <laughs> like an old working men's club scenario where they're all just swearing and laughing, end quote. <laughs> and it said, although he and fellow park employees found the whole thing funny, Nichols said he decided it would be best to move the cursing birds out of view before visiting kids heard them, which, okay, that makes sense. Children go to zoos. You don't want to encourage that behavior said the birds have each been moved to different groups and Nichols said the plan is to put them in separate areas of the park so at least if they do swear it's not as bad as three or four of them all blasting it out at once he told the independent newspaper Nichols said he also hopes the cursing parrots learn nicer words from their new cage mates because he dreads the alternative if they teach the others bad language I will end up with 250 swearing birds and I don't know what will what will do he told the BBC so I <laughs> I mean, could you imagine, again, I feel like this is, even though HR's human resources, but certainly I feel like there could be a lot of issues. Can you imagine if, if somebody else walked by and the bird called them a fat twat? I feel like that could turn into an HR complaint. <laughs> so first off, I think we need to, when we advertise this episode, we need to include the drinking game fat twat. And yeah, that way, every time episode. one says it, you can do a shot. <laughs> yeah, it's like Rick, Rick and Morty, the, the vat of acid episode. This is our fat twat episode. They did a couple great things here. A, it was very smart of them to go public with this issue and yes. show ahead of it that they are trying to figure out a solution because they're really in a no-win scenario here. First mm -hmm. off, I mean, if they have to pull the parrots they're gonna have to find a rescue or a home for them and you've got to find somewhere that's curse friendly so i think the, the by getting this article out it's also going to attract potential uh adopters so yeah. if i owned a, a a pub attract people by having one of the famous swearing parrots from <laughs> the zoo i would absolutely adopt one and treat it like a king the other thing is, though, that you're, I mean, parents, if they are able to keep these birds, they're, they're doing damage control for the future. Because these birds, even if they're able to contain the amount of swearing, it's never going to go fully away. Mm -hmm. you know? And let me, you know, let me take a step back. And I, I, I'm going to apologize ahead of time. I, it's linked to a wildlife park. So I don't know if it's more of a sanctuary. I've never been there. I don't know if it's oh, more of a sanctuary than a zoo. So I, you know, again, I know that there's, there's different names for different things. So I apologize if it's more of a, of a sanctuary park versus a zoo. So whatever it is, at least now there's a warning that you may encounter some swearing <laughs> parents. Uh, <laughs> I would think this would uh, improve attendance. However, with quarantine going on right now, I don't know what their policy is or if they're even open to the public. So we'll probably have to do a little follow up to this article. But there's so many different levels on the HR side, yeah. on just the, the bird side, the bird rescue and everything. I, I love it. I mean, it's 
I don't know what you do with this, though. I mean, at some point, there's going to be complaints by either employees or guests. And you're right. The HR <laughs> manager is going to have to get involved. What do you do? Do you yeah. put a, these parents? Put a warning? Like they'd put on CDs back in the 90s. Do you remember that? Explicit oh, warning. This particular exhibit is NC double, you know, NC 17 or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. uh, at onboarding, if you're orientating a new hire for this yeah. facility, you've got to warn them about the cursing parrots, especially if um, you've hired a fat twat. You know, you got to learn <laughs> out. Hey, it's nothing personal. This parrot calls everyone a fat twat. Don't it's take it personally. Different. Don't take it personally, you fat twat. Um, <laughs> this, 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 I think this episode is quickly going to become uh, one of our archived for blooper reels later. Right? But, oh. So maybe we should stop there. I don't know. Uh, I mean, okay. at the end of the day, Hannah, how do you react to that? What do you do? If uh, to, to deal with a, a, a swearing parrot or a, a fat twat? <laughs> a, a gaggle of swearing parrots. Oh, like, my goodness. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess you would have to, you know, separate them and uh, try to, yeah, try to teach them nicer words, um, you know. Hello, smart patron. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to think of the kind of thing that the bird could say. Um, thank you for donating. I don't know. Try to get the the birds to remind people to leave, uh, you know, leave some money to donate to the charity. So uh, try to try to flip it and turn it into something that. Oh my does. gosh! You could create a parrot swear jar, and every time <gasps> you happen to watch the parrot's curse, you drop a quarter in the swear jar. I love that. And you create a great charity. So there you go. We're going to email them swear jar. Oh and, my God. and propose the parrot swear jar for charity. There you go. What a go. great idea. Done. You know, this could have so many, this could have such a domino effect. You know, everyone worries about what they say around their kids because their kids could take it to school, et cetera. Could you imagine if you live in a very strict type of lifestyle and then you get the call that your kid just said fat twat at school? <laughs> You're like, I've never even heard that word. And then you what? have to find out that the nanny took them to the swearing parrots. And <laughs> I, I mean, it just the the fallout is just never ending on this. We could yeah. we could go days on this. The, uh, we could rename it the Fat Twat Parrot Speaking Podcast. Oh I mean, God. there's so much we could do on this and cover it on a weekly basis. Oh, um, that's okay. So, <laughs> let's change gears. So yeah, let's switch gears. Of bad ideas. Mm -hmm. I just came across this article from UPI, and this is written by Ben Hooper, mid-October, October 14th. Finnish airline bringing its in-flight meals to stores. So what? like a TV dinner, <laughs> well, but so much better. A Finnish mm -hmm. airline is offering would be travelers who miss the taste of airline food amid COVID-19 pandemic, the chance to bring in flight meals home. Hmm. So Finnair See? announces. I'm the wondering, do they have better airline food there? Because I've eaten a lot of airline meals in my day and I don't think I've had a one that I would, uh, I would eat on purpose. <laughs> Right. So Finnair announced the airline inspired Taste of Finnair meals okay. will be available at the K City Market store before being rolled out to the chain's other stores across Finland. 
Okay. They said that the meals are based on their business class offerings and will feature a rotating selection of entrees on different days of the week with the entire menu designed to change every two weeks. So these meals are inspired by Nordic and Japanese flavors and seasonal hmm. ingredients. The head of product development, Juha Stenholm, uh, at Did Finnair you say Juha? The menu includes, for example, Finnish smoked and reindeer, as well as serving of beef and teriyaki radish sauce, which draws on Tokyo's street food okay. culture. So basically, if you uh, travel Finnair Airlines and you've been working from home and not allowed to travel because of the pandemic, don't worry. You can get your airline food at the store now, and you could even... Make sure your chair's not reclined whatsoever as you eat. You eat in a full upright position and uh, put on a, a bad tray. movie. And it's like you're traveling all over again. I've had no one tell me during this pandemic, no one has come up to me and said, Mick, I really miss airline travel and airline food. That's the one thing no one's told me they miss. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, I, I guess I've, so I've had the luxury of traveling you know, um, domestically and internationally. Um, and I've sat in various classes. So I've definitely tried my fair share of food. And I, I don't know, I mean, I guess I've never done Finnish air. So I'm hoping that maybe they're a little different. But man, I feel like, you know, I just can't imagine that's something that I would actually want to proactively purchase to eat. <laughs> No, it's pretty pretty crazy. What's funny, though, is, as you know, Hannah, typically I have about a 95% success rate of if I really want to find something mm -hmm. and try it out or purchase mm. it as far as clothing. Usually I have a really good success rate. There's one. The only reason I don't have a perfect record is, mm. and you're the you only know. person I think knows this. I know. There is one hat. Yes. Worn by Rob Zombie yep, in <laughs> the extra footage of the movie 31 and that I, I had searched too. for years and not been I able to find. I looked for it. That's yeah, right. I remember you, you asked me to, and I looked for it, and I couldn't find it either. And I'm usually pretty good at, at finding things. I've had friends send me, like, Instagram posts, and they're like, see that bag in the background? I'm like, yeah, I know exactly what it is. So, yeah. You as well. I am the same thing. I am also known for my ability, and this is a direct quote from a friend of mine. That Mick Danzig can Google the fuck out of anything. And <laughs> my goal by the end of the year uh -huh. to acquire a More thin air okay. airline meal. And if I do so, I will eat it on the air. Oh, I yes. Do, he will even do it live and do a, maybe even a video unboxing of the Ooh, Finnish airline. Food. Let's, do let's do it. I hope you find so. it. So if any of our listeners have an inside track to the Finnish airline uh, food, let us know. Uh, I must acquire and try this. So this is my, my new project. Still looking for that Rob Zombie hat, by the way. But anyway, we will find the Finnish airline food. Uh, we'll find a way to get it here and uh, try it as long as it doesn't violate any shipping practices or FDA. I love it. I think that sounds like fun. And hey, I, I'm hope, I hope I'm proven wrong. And, and, you know, 
I feel a little bad bad ragging on airline food, but I honestly let's let's get real. It it doesn't have the best reputation, at least specifically not in the U.S. But you know what? Here's the way I look at it. I look at it as at least you're getting a meal. And I one time I won't name the airline because I don't want to go down this path. But I flew. It was a I think an eight or a nine hour flight to Hawaii. You know, so that's technically domestic because it's the United States. I was from Chicago. The flight was Chicago to direct to Hawaii. And I remember the flight attendant walking around with the, you know, you could purchase because I was in, you know, regular uh, economy class. You could purchase these uh, the these box like lunches. And I was luckily I was towards the front of the plane. And I said, "Mm, you know, I don't want one now, but maybe I'll purchase one later. And she looked at me and she said, there's 85 people in economy and we have 35 of these. If you want one, buy it now. And I'm like, oh, my God. So there was no (laughs) meal served. They didn't even have enough of the purchase, you know, food like boxes of food you could purchase for everyone. So I uh, purchased my turkey and cheese sandwich and just held on to it until I was ready to eat. And, uh, you know, uh, I did I did what I could do. So I look forward. I really hope you get this meal because I, I want you to tell me all about it. Yeah, I will tell you, I, uh, I flew first class for a job interview a few years back ate a what was supposedly a wood fire pizza in first class and mm-hmm. that was the last time i got food poisoning it was brutal i was up all night and i'll tell the story some other time about being in a panel interview when you've been oh, up no. all night with food poisoning That's and crazy. the effects are still in play uh, a pretty amazing story i was offered <laughs> the job don't know how boy did they had Good no idea here. how much i I was suffering and what I powered through to get there. So right now, call us skeptical, but we have not tried it, so we cannot uh, speak to it yet, but we're going to attempt to do so. One bold business move by a Finnish airline, Finnair. Wow, I I don't know what else to say about that. Hannah Hampton, always a pleasure to talk to you. I hope to meet you in person again sometime soon. I feel like it's been forever and we've been quarantined, and you specifically have done a better job of self-isolating than anyone else I know. Thank you. I'm very proud of the fact that I'm still being vigilant and I'm taking the selfless route. That's right. Hannah Hampton, one hot hermit chick. Everyone else, <laughs> have a great day. Bye. Bye.